Welcome to Binging with Friends. My name is Nick. I'm Jamie. And this week we are talking about episode one of The Witcher bum, on bum, Netflix. Bum. Um, be prepared for some butchered names because I cannot get these names straight. Drinking even, game. Drinking drink game. game. Even before we started, <laughs> I was like, I was like, okay, so the name's Cerulea. And you're like, yes, but say it a little more like this. And you were going. No, Cerulea is not right. Cerulea. Cerulea. Like, correcting all of my things. And I was like, okay. We had well, to go like eight rounds before yeah. you could even like remotely, uh, semi-consistently get them correct. It's really it's just like... I, same thing happened with Game of Thrones. Like, just making them normal names. So right? here are the rules. It's like bingo, right? Okay, the first okay. time, first time he gets a name wrong, take a sip. All right. On the fifth time he gets a name wrong, you down the glass. Oh, I was gonna go bottle. Don't even, <laughs> don't even, just bypass. All right, the glass, okay. Go right. People's to the livers need a chance at least, right? Yeah, okay, right? give give them a, give them a chance. Down the glass. If we hit fifteen <laughs> on the same same name. Then yeah. the bottle, because okay. clearly they need help getting through this episode. Yeah, this is this is going to be really difficult for anybody who's a huge fan of The Witcher, because I just can't get these names right. <laughs> I'm trying, I promise. Don't be too mean to me. All right, but we will ask: Is it Geralt or Gerald? Yeah, I actually don't know. What do you think? Everybody seems to say Geralt more often. Yeah, in the show, right? In the show, they say Geralt. In the audiobook version of the books I'm listening to, they say Geralt. Okay. I've always pronounced it Geralt. Okay. But I do know people that are like, it's Gerald, diehards. I'm like, cool. It, baby Yoda. I mean, all okay, you. Okay, Boomer. That's yeah. Cool. <laughs> just walk away. <laughs> You're, it's okay, Zoomer now. People are saying Zoomer. Oh, for the Gen Zers? I just, I can't do this anymore. Gen? Uh, I'm too old and too young for this at the same time. I, I found out I was a 60-year-old man inside a 24-year-old body <laughs> like a long time ago. Like, I just realized that I'm just, that's just how it works for me, dude. I'm not... I just happen to hate everything and love everything at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. Isn't it weird? What a crazy time. Yay, millennials. Yeah, we should probably start talking about the show no, at some point. No, now. that's fine. No, it's like we're, we're just going to go They're off. not here for the show. No, not at all. If you guys are new here, we pick one episode of a television show. We discuss it as we binge through the entire show. And then typically season. talk about Last Jedi somewhere in there. Yeah, la usually we slip in anger towards the Star Wars fan base. Mm -hmm. Um even when we're talking about something completely opposite of that, yeah. I feel like that's still going to happen. Absolutely. So tell us how you feel about Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> Comments below. Uh, um, all right. So what did you think of the episode overall? Episode I love this one. episode, man. Me I feel too. like it gives us so much in insight in such little time. Yeah. To understand. It makes you instantly feel like you're, you've always been with the character. Yeah. And that you're, you're like, yeah, I'm on board. What's going on? What's next? Like, I really appreciated how it didn't spoon feed me at everything. All. Like it really just like built the world. And then just as you watch the episode, you were learning in, in very well-written dialogue, how this world operated mm. and how everything in this universe works. And I really appreciated the mystery around the Witcher. And I feel like they did a really good job with that. Like what a Witcher is. And essentially I kind of still don't know exactly what they are, but I feel like as the season progresses, because you cheated and watched the entire season. I didn't cheat. You didn't say not to watch the whole season. You just said point. we had to have episode one done. That's true. Fight me. Maybe that's a good point. Maybe it's just the procrastinator in me that's like, we're going to go I, I one kind of, at a time. I kind of wish I didn't. Yeah. But at the same time, you're like, I did. Yeah. So and I'm happy fantastic. that I did. So, I mean, um, does it get cleared up exactly what a Witcher is as the show progresses? Not Really? So they're kind of keeping that a mystery. Yeah. Because I know that they're obviously magical. 
of you know some magic they have mm-hmm. and i also do understand that a witcher is pretty much hated in every place he goes he, he's not liked by many so i recently started reading the books yeah right this literally over the last how many week. books are there by the way seven total okay um cool there's, if I remember correctly, four of them are kind of like short stories about adventures that Geralt has gone on. Got it. And then you've got three actual core, like straightforward storylines. Yeah. Um, but something I've understood now from the books that I appreciate Geralt more for mm-hmm. is, so it's his, he's Geralt of Rivia. Yeah. And he's a witcher. Yep. Witchers are hated already, right? They're just not hated in the world that because they're a lot of them turned evil and turned against the people they were supposed to protect and didn't actually kill monsters and the whole nine Got yards. You. Okay. But also um, people from Rivia yeah. are looked down upon because most people from Rivia are like these like really sleazy, like thieves that aren't good people at all. <laughs> so having a witcher from Rivia, no less, Got you. you get the double whammy effect of, of both things holding against him. Yeah. I get so that's when he gives his name, it's an extra like kick in the pants about like, Hey, I'm also from Rivia. Yeah. I get you. It's kind of a big, because of my Lutheran background, I think of Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah. Like, just like if you're from Sodom and Gomorrah, you're just like, Bye. get out of here. Yep. We don't like you. We don't want you around. <laughs> We're cool. Uh, we don't, we don't need to be friends. Mm-hmm. Um, so the episode starts, we see him fighting a Kikimura. Is that how you say it? Kikimura. Kikimura. Damn it. Take a sip. Take a sip, everyone. So the Kikimura. Correct. Yeah! Like, just nod your head at me. Like, yeah, I was like, yes. yeah, I did it. <laughs> um, so he's fighting this beast, and I really loved the way this was shot. I really appreciated the stakes that it put. Like, uh, the way uh, Geralt like falls into the water and then is being pressed down by the, by the beast and by the animal. <laughs> I, I, said, I almost said animal. I, I I'm going with beast. Cause I just don't want to keep going back yeah. and forth. I want to save their livers. As you said, <laughs> uh, so what I really appreciated was the, cheat way... the game by not using the names at all. Yeah. It'll be exactly. like she, the queen, right? Like <laughs> <Yeah>. it, <laughs> it's smart. Like don't you're acting like um, protect your livers exactly. But I'm trying to save our audience. Yeah. We don't have a big audience yet, and we really need to keep everyone. It's we just have. gonna be me drinking alone at home, listening <laughs> yeah, to exactly. it, going like you know, uh, yeah. oh, he mispronounced the name. Time to drink again as an excuse, right? Like it's just gonna be me <laughs> sitting there, like finally a reason. <laughs> anyway, I, the thing I I enjoyed about this was how. Even though he's a badass and he's obviously very skilled, mm-hmm. he still struggles at fighting beasts and these monsters because he's still, you know, they're still, yeah, monsters. They're still monsters. Like they're exactly. still huge and have immense strength in the whole nine yards. I love the way this was done though, and I love the way it ended with mm-hmm. him stabbing the Kikimora. Correct, K- Kikimora. Yeah! yeah, stabbing the Kikimora right through the head and just seeing his face go <laughs> just like fall yeah. down. Well, and so the interesting thing you see is uh, Geralt has black eyes that yeah. like shoot black veins out through his face at the same time. It reminded me of Jack and Jack and Daxter. Exactly. I had yeah. the same exact thought. And it's basically like a potion they take that enhances their senses further. Oh, really? So they're already better than humans at almost everything. Faster, stronger. They can hear better. They can see better. They can smell better. The whole nine yards. Yeah. Um, And this potion 
basically enhances all of that on top of it. Really? So that's, that's why fighting crazy. the Kikimura, he has taken... You don't see him take the potion, but that's yeah. why his eyes are black, is because he's taken this potion. Yeah, it was badass. And it's, like, it's that's a hot toy super rad. Yeah, it's, it's epic. And I, I just really... I, the way this episode started, too, like, it starts with a bang. And, like, if you're listening... <laughs> With the, like, because it was so quiet. If you turn it up loud enough, you're just your gonna whole hear house. a boom, <laughs> and then you're like, ah! "Okay, the episode started," uh, uh, and then you're like grabbing your remote, frantically trying to find where the remote is to turn it down. It was so loud. <laughs> it was so loud. I was petrified. Um. So then we get the title card, which I love. Netflix, how they're like, we're not even gonna bother doing like a. An intro or yeah. a real opening. It's just going to say Witcher. We were joking last week about doing like an 80s sitcom opening to The Witcher with Geralt holding the Kikimora head. Like, I would still be in for that. I, I still think I need to make an edit of it. You really just, should. And then, <laughs> you have to find like, a song to go behind it. I just love the idea of him having the Kikimora's head at, like in front of the doorway and then like popping out <laughs> and being like, oh, hey. You know, like, what are you doing here? I think we need to put it uh, uh, with the Friends theme song. In the yeah. background. <laughs> so no one told you life was gonna be this way. Ren freeze, just like dancing <laughs> in the pond. Like, Once um, we get blooper clips, I'll, I'll have to put it together. Oh, I, I would love that. Actually, we're totally gonna do that. It's definitely gonna go up on the channel. Look for that at some point. Um, <laughs> two years from now, they're finally like, oh, season two is coming out. Here, yeah. here's bloopers from season one. What's so funny is I didn't realize Netflix has like the strategy of a year between seasons. Mm -hmm that's crazy in today's age. Cause well, like they haven't started shooting season two yet. Yeah. And so they already announced considering that it's all happen. the CGI that they have to do between the two things. Yeah. Is insane. Good looking CGI on this, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. Giving it credit. Well, TV and usually is not known for that. And I might be wrong. I don't think I am on this. Um, Geralt's eyes. So they're orange yeah. or like a yellow orange in this. Yeah. They're CG. The entire time. I'm wow. pretty sure they're CG. That's insane. Um, I think he's probably wearing contacts, and they yeah. use the contacts to map it. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm 89% sure wow. that it's his eyes are CG. Well, that's And there's impressive. another character later on in the show that has colored eyes as well that I'm pretty sure hers are too. Wow. That, that's that's impressive because I feel that I, I feel like they tried to do that with Harry Potter, right? Because mm -hmm. they couldn't get his and eyes right, and it did well. not go well. Yeah. If you see the test footage, it like you're like... That's not eyes. That's yeah. just like horrifying. And this looks real. Like you assume yeah. his eyes are that color or that he's wearing really cool contacts. Yeah. I, because I the color in them is spectacular. They really, it's so detailed. And especially like, for the world that's around him because it's, it's, it reminds me of Game of Thrones, the kind of the, the dull grays and greens yeah. of the world. And then he's got these like orange yellow eyes and you're like, holy crap. Like that's interesting. And that pulls me out and attaches me to the character it definitely the show definitely has a way of creating a situation and it, it, i feel like because i've watched the first four episodes now okay and i feel like the the uh i want to say the formula that they kind of came up with was having like this situation unfold build to a certain point and then just massive awesome action sequence yeah. um but the first episode particularly did an incredible job of like building to this epic moment because when um, Gerald, right? That's how that's Gerald. How gonna, Gerald. Okay. I'll I'm give you a sure. pass on that one because we don't know. Yeah, I know. Jif. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, it's exactly what it is. Hazelnuts, um, hazelnuts. Uh, Ger Gerald. Sorry. Gerald. Uh, Gerald. 
<laughs> you're like, you're like, bro, just, just this, this just one, I'll out. give you a pass on the others. I'll call you on. Um, but Geralt has this thing in the episode where when the fight sequence finally does start, especially at the end of the episode with him coming back to the village and everything. Blaviken. Blaviken. See, it said village. Cause you knew I was not going <laughs> to get Blaviken. Um, when he returns to Blaviken and they have all the guys that are ready to fight him. The way it was done and edited and shot, I just couldn't get enough of. And then as I watched, you know, more episodes, I was like, this is going to be their style. And mm-hmm. I'm in for all the, of it. the no cut full fight sequence or yeah. as few cuts as possible. Yeah, no, there's good cuts, but no, you're right. It's absolutely they're all majority of it is wide shots. Like, I, I know this is not a popular thing to say, but similar to the prequels. Mm-hmm. Where it's like it's, you actually got full fledged fight sequences, exactly, and it's well choreographed, yeah. but still. Bl- well, and that's that's why the prequels. prequels. That's why the fights in the prequels are considered the best thing about them. Yes, I agree. The only one that is hilarious is the one in Revenge of the Sith, because it is like yeah. it goes on to a point of absurdity, where it's like. <laughs> Now we're on lava bucket carriers, <laughs> you know and mean? now we're in this thing, and oh <laughs> like look, the shield went point. down, and now the thing is falling in the water and <laughs> er, in the lava. Point when you're watching, and you're like, bro, like supposedly what do you guys they cut a, each other. Supposedly, supposedly they cut a even better fight than that one. Really? Yeah, I think that one's choreographed well, but just the setting just changes so often. And you're yeah, like, what is happening? Yeah. But the fight itself is amazing. No, the fight itself is incredible. But supposedly they cut a better one that's that a, all the actors insane. agreed was was better, and but just didn't fit for time. <laughs> Um, unlike the fights in here we go I warned you yeah. The Last Jedi I uh, love the throne room one but that fight is a mess really have you ever seen that fight broken down yeah it's, it's I, I still awful. love it but fair the enough. fact that daggers disappear out of hand that is there, there's yeah. literally I kid you not there are several moments in the entire fight sequence where there's a, one of the guys with a staff is in the background just going <laughs> right like that. he literally just spins around in a circle for no reason, instead of just running straight at them, other than to fill time. I still like it. But you're not wrong. So I'm not wrong. Um, I said you're not. I said you're not. I, I agree with you. you. <laughs> <laughs> We're on the same page. For now. But still fight. Wait until you mispronounce a name and then. So um, we are introduced to Renfrey at this inn. And what was incredible was how immediately when she came on screen, you were like, She's a threat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're like, that's somebody that we don't want to mess with because, well, see, so he's getting harassed by these guys at the, the tavern in whatever yeah. you want to call it Which for was being a, a witcher. Yeah. yeah. And they're, they're basically like, get out of town. We'll kill you. Yep. And she we basically, she says like here. what, like four words and these guys shut up. Yeah. Like it's they're just like, get him ridiculous. A drink, and then it's like, okay, sorry. <laughs> My bad. Sorry, yeah. Renfrey. Like have a good day. Didn't mean I to cross you. This character, it sucked that they got rid of her I right away. <laughs> she would have been so useful, but they set up a good moment. They really did. They, the thing that Renfrey brought to this is humanizing Gerald. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they humanized him in a way that because really the the thing is when you're having a character like Superman is a great example of this. I'm not saying that to knock no. Henry Cavill, but the truth is Superman's the same way. How do you humanize something that is not human? How do you like set stakes for these characters? It's, how do you make a god killable? Exactly. So obviously they use kryptonite in Superman's lore, 
But with this, I like the way they actually, because he technically doesn't feel emotions or that's the rumor. Mm -hmm. They kind of did this thing where he does get attached to things or he does become interested or has a care for certain characters or people. Like he cares for the child at the end Mm -hmm. when, you know, uh, he sees that Renfri's threatening her. He really, you know, goes, don't threaten her, leave her. Like, like, I just, she's not your problem. Exactly. Yeah. I just really appreciated that because I feel like they kind of had no other way. Well, and they do a good job of, of like you said, they, they talk about several times that witchers don't show emotion. Yeah. Uh, or that they don't feel across the board. That the only reason they could be as brutal killers as they are is because they don't feel. Yeah. Right. And you see that Geralt's kind of adopted that. Yeah. Whether it's true or not, we don't really know. Like, you see moments where he clearly cares, but is it that he cares or he's doing the right thing? Yeah. Right? And so you're sitting there on this, like, teeter-totter, but he plays into it well, mm-hmm. which I think helps him be him. Well, that's what makes the scene with Stregobor so incredible. Mm-hmm. When Stregobor is breaking down uh, to Geralt, I, I keep going back and forth. It's all good. Uh, keep, uh, but when he breaks down to Geralt what he knows about witchers or we assume he knows about witchers Mm -hmm. and what he wants Gerald to do. I'm just going to go back and forth now for everyone just to annoy them. Just so you know, I'm going back and forth now on purpose. Uh So this actually is legit. He says after he does it every time he he switches back and he goes, Oh, I did. I did that on purpose. Uh huh. Yeah. I believe you. No, you don't. I do. You don't, actually. I can see it in your eyes. <laughs> no, you can't. You don't believe me. You've never believed me. The audience can't see it in my eyes, so it's yeah, no big deal. Yeah, like, I like how if we were doing this before you decided to set up cameras, they would have believed you, actually. Dude, they would believe me. I'm perfectly believable. I don't believe you. Anyway. You just don't feel. You must be a witcher. <laughs> I am a witcher. Toss a coin to me. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, Valley of Plenty. Oh, uh, teaser for <laughs> season, <or> episode, <laughs> episode two. two. Um, but I really appreciated the they use Stregovor as a way for you to have insight. The audience get insight on what witchers are seen as in this world, mm-hmm. and it really, really benefited because uh, Geralt has this amazing scene and and speech to Stregovor where he explains that. You want me to do something evil because you think I'm evil. Exactly. And you think I'm just going to kill anything that I feel is necessary. Basically like a mercenary. But he doesn't. And what Geralt says that's so brilliant is I've noticed that the, you know, what Stregobor says first is, you know, she's a monster and you know, I I might be a terrible person, but she's absolutely worse than I am. Mm -hmm. And what was so brilliant is when Witcher says, there is only evil. Like there's no lesser or more degree of it. There's evil, you're either evil or and not. that's it. Yeah. So you're a monster. So is she. Doesn't matter. Like there's well, no difference between you guys. And he brings in the key. So he brings the Kikimura into town after leaving the bar with Renfrey and they have a drink and talk a little bit. Yeah. And before he meets Stregobor, he's talking to a little girl about the Kikimura and mm-hmm. just kind of witchers in general. Yeah. And the little girl brings up a good point of that the Kikimura has purpose in their village. Yep. And it's population control. Actually does some good for this village. Yeah. And like... You done goof. It's this weird moment of like, but that's a horrible creature. Why are you saying it's okay for it to exist? Yeah. And it's... it's And I think that puts into perspective that next scene with Stregobor talking about Renfri and saying how much... How evil she is and how horrible she is and everything right after the witcher learns that this beast was actually helping somebody. Yeah. 
it was actually the, the and and exactly what you said is on point because the concept that the Witcher actually can do good, but yet no one sees it that way. Mm-hmm. And the Witcher saw the Kikimura as, as one that evil. did no good, yeah. but actually does. It actually does do good things and actually has a purpose. And I again, brilliant concept of going, he has a purpose. It You just haven't seen what his purpose is. Yeah. Which led into, because this show was broken down into an A, a plot, B plot, like mm-hmm. most shows, but it was just more noticeable in this episode, I feel. Um, but this a plot, the way it filled out, the way it worked, the way we got to know Gerald, the way we got to understand, look at his face. It's so brilliant. Anyway, the guy, the way we got to understand Gerald and, and see the way that he operates, the way he thinks. I loved him talking to Roach. That was brilliant Mm -hmm. way to, to give us insight as well on the, we, we work for coin. We, we don't do it for praise. Just all that was brilliant. Yeah. And the theme that they kept they kept beating into our heads throughout this entire episodes is you, that they're humanizing the monsters and monsterizing the humans. Yeah. It, it's so dope because so witchers are supposedly monsters and they yeah. give us nothing but reasons as to why he isn't. Um, yeah. And then the, the Kikimura is supposed to be a monster, but it did good for this village. Yeah. Right. But Stregobor talks about how evil Renfrey is and how she's basically just a monster. Then and Renfrey talks Renfrey, about, yeah, yeah. Renfrey does the same thing as she, when when Geralt meets up with Renfrey and basically goes like, "I'm supposed to kill you," yeah. Renfrey goes, "But he did all the bad things, and exactly. he's actually the I horrible mean, person. He's brutal. the monster." What, what she says is kind of hard to stomach at first, and that is a testament to her performance. Yeah, because as you're listening to her explain about uh, Stregobor's men raping her, about her being basically she was a queen and now she was nothing suddenly. You really feel for it. You're like, oh my god. Mm-hmm. Do you want a hug? Like, well, I can and, help and you. Stregobor tried to do something similar, like trying to tug at the heartstrings while talking to Geralt, where he talks yes. about she strangled two puppies. Yes, not one, and didn't just kill it. She strangled two of them. I still can't take the line seriously. I, I know can't it's either. supposed to be threatening, but like, strangled two puppies sounds like. Do you know? You remember BoJack Horseman, uh, Adult Man, like Mr. Yes, Adult Man? Yes, that's what it sounds like. I got business and stuff with two puppies. Like it's, it sounds so like it does sound so fake, but it, childish. But that's, I think that's the intent. Yeah, it's supposed you're to supposed sound to, somewhat you're su- unrealistic. Yeah, you're supposed to make it's supposed to make you think that he's exaggerating, trying to find yeah. any reason he can to say Renfrey's a bad person. Yeah, I, I agree 100. percent That it, it definitely feels like that was intentional. So to make if it that, that was their the intent, good job. Nailed if it. it wasn't, good job. Good. You got lucky. Not good work but. <laughs> Um, the other thing I want to touch on, uh, for the Geralt plot, uh, or a plot as we'll, we'll call it. The thing that, uh, threw me off at first was when the kid just kind of comes up to him and is like, Hey, I have use for your Kikimura. And oh like, yeah. It was, was like, like the what? most random thing. The thing I realized watching it again last night was maybe her and Renfrey are, in on it that yeah. basically she's the little girls playing both sides she yeah. delivered the witcher to stregobor but at the same time right she didn't appear until renfrey and the witcher were talking yeah so i'm thinking the little girl may have some kind of both sides kind of thing going on there so yeah. she has information from everybody it just felt 
really like it was weird out of nowhere. Yeah. It was it <laughs> like, was absolutely oh, we need strange. Him? I forgot. Well, we and then need she was like move. trying to join his party. Like, hey, <laughs> I could learn how to be a witcher. No, you can't. Yeah, I could. Just yeah. teach me everything you know. It was a little bit like I think it. I think it was something that they wrote in because they're like, we need him to get taken to Stregovor. Mm-hmm. And to do that, we need a reason that he's taken there. So like, we can't just have him go. I mean, it's not a fetch quest. Him. You can't take the Kikimora to, Stre- to Stregobor because that's not who would realistically put out the request for the Kikimora. Exactly. So I feel like it was a little bit like wonky, like how it was introduced. Yay. Yeah. It, it was... did come back in the end, though, to work out and really well. Yeah. Again, kind of humanized Geralt yeah. at the same time. Yeah. I agree 100%. But it goes in the woods, talks to Renfri for a while. Yeah. Sleeps with Renfri for a while. Which she then, which, so I didn't understand this completely. Does she have so she's supernatural because of she was born during she was born the, during eclipse yeah. an, an eclipse and and that's why they think she's so evil and Stregobor, and she's resistant to magic exactly and Stregobor there were numerous kids born uh, on this night and Stregobor pretty much has captured all of them and killed and all, killed them all but because he wants to know how they work and their supposedly magic and all how that. he how they work exactly so I was thinking about this last night watching it again that Stregobor seems like a like a high muckety muck. Yeah. Kind of guy, right? Yeah. Um it would make sense that he wants the anti magic people gone mm-hmm. because he is a sorcerer himself. He wants to keep all the magic for himself. He wants to keep it magic and he doesn't want anybody to be able to stop him. Yeah. So by having these anti magic users out of the way, nobody can. Or at least it'd be much more difficult for them to. Yeah. Whereas if Renfrey is allowed to run around and be alive, if Stregobor ever came to some crazy amount of power she's the person that would she's the chosen one right like <laughs> to come back and i'm anti-magic so throw everything you want at me and i'll just walk up and stab you in the back yeah so it makes sense that stregobor wants these people rid of this world and to understand it for himself because then he can use it against other sorcerers yeah it's a it's a whole thing that i think is very interesting i i agree i also thought it was really clever how uh stregobor used a different name as a front so he can get witchers or mm-hmm. different things lured into you know his kingdom the or whatever Alderman. you want to call it um i i just really i really feel this whole a plot was well developed well realized and it really had a clear understanding of what it wanted to get across mm-hmm. and i feel like that's how the whole show has been but particularly in the first episode when you're setting up characters and you're introducing me to a world i think this a plot did it the best i think that it out of many shows i've seen especially high fantasy like when you have something like this it's a daunting task like, it's not oh, like absolutely. Breaking Bad or anything where you can kind of make it up as you go exactly and have you have you know and you're set in reality so you don't have to really be introducing a lot so people understand what's happening this had the difficult task of getting me interested in characters explain to me the lore and the world and also making sure that you have enough of an interest to continue watching. Yeah. And I feel like it nailed Well, that. and it's going on Netflix, of all things, which is going to have the most eyes on it that have never seen it before yeah. or heard about it before. Yeah, I agree. So they have to find a way to intrigue those people as well as keep the longtime fans happy. Of that of that book series and the video game series yeah, as well. Yeah, exactly. to bridge that, too. So that I loved it. But is there anything else you wanted to add to the A-plot? Uh, I mean, just cover the round up the end, I guess, is oh, Renfrey yeah. after they sleep together, Renfrey goes back into Blaviken. 
basically, the, her and the Witcher have the conversation where he basically says, you could just leave. Yeah, yeah. You don't need to be so angry about it. You could just go on, live your life somewhere else. There's a nice town up from here. Yeah. You can go live your life there and not think about it ever again. I dug the concept of the Witcher trying to explain a better way of life mm-hmm. because I love the idea Than that- violence, yeah. Yeah, like, uh, of all people saying this, he would- be the least likely to mm. but he's like trust me it's a lot easier like i'm i am this and i have no choice but i only fight because i have to not because i want to exactly so i did enjoy that um but he so Renfree then says you know come come to the market um i think that's what she says right i thought she just ditched him myself oh really no they have that scene where like the edit and the camera is like on her face and he she's laying she's sitting over him i guess that's the way to put it i'm trying to think because she's not laying down but she's also yeah. not standing yeah. so like she's kneeling next to him yeah um and she goes come to the market see what you know and you make your choice the minute you approach or something like that and i was like oh jesus hmm. like that's horrifying and they ends up going back and they're yeah. kicking some major ass well yeah because she knows he's gonna try and stop her yeah and she doesn't want that. So she sticks her goons on him and he just tears through them like they're nothing. It reminded me and so a, much of an Kingsman. amazing scene. Yeah. So much of Kingsman. Um, and then she shows up. Yeah. And basically threatens Geralt. And he says, like, do not fight me. You will lose. Yeah. Like, just straight up. That's what's going to happen. I'm Henry Cavill. There's going to be <laughs> two on. sounds. Me hitting you and you hitting the floor. Right. Yeah, like, exactly. Um, and she basically goes like, I have no choice. Great sword fight. Yeah. Like, which the way their fight is amazing. Uh, uh, she got the little Arya Stark move in there yeah, where she stabs stabbing. him in the gut. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, a- amazing fight sequence. And yeah. And she stabs him in the gut and you sit there and like, no, no, like don't do it. And Geralt kills her. And you're like, I understand why you did it. Yeah. But Come did on. you have I really to? wanted to see her through. Well, and he gave her like four chances to yeah. like, basically like he's got her beat. And like, stop doing this. And she goes, no, and stabs him in the gut or something. Right. And it's. Yeah. And it's because. And again, humanizing him because he actually. He doesn't want to kill her. her. Yeah. He actually. I don't know if it was love, but it was definitely like. He had. I think it was just understanding. Yeah. Yeah. He understood where she was coming from, that she was basically bred to be the way she is like Mm -hmm. he was. I I agree 100 percent. And is letting the past keep her there and, and not let her move on. Yeah, but he's not going to let her go kill somebody that he doesn't know is guilty of something. Yeah. Um, so once Renfrey is laying there dead, Stregobor approaches and he's like, take the body. And and uh, Geralt basically goes, Don't yeah, if, if you her. if you touch the body, I'll kill you. Like, which was horrifying. And it's just the two of them at this moment, which is like it's an effective moment for Geralt to be like, look, yeah, I killed her. Didn't do it for you. Did yeah. it to more protect myself at this point. Yeah. And I'm not letting you win either. Like, this is a lose-lose scenario only. Yeah, I, I loved everything about that. And then uh, Stregobor, which I just shows how evil he is, goes... Such a good moment, though. You're a witcher. You're evil. You're, you're, you killed her. You'll ruin this. You killed all these men. And yeah. it was like... Oh, you son of a bitch. And the crowd starts like turning on him like, yeah, you're a witcher. Rah, get yeah. out of our town. Yeah. Oh, look at these dead guys. They all sounded like they were in South Park. That's yeah. Why, that's why I love Exactly. It's the mob mentality, <laughs> man. They took good jobs. <laughs> they took good jobs. 
also, um, love, <laughs> just side note, I love in South Park how whenever they do that joke, like it just starts getting worse and worse. It, oh, it's so, so bad. It's, they took her jaws. <laughs> it just doesn't even become <laughs> anything. Oh, but we see that little girl that he was talking to earlier. Yeah. Kind of come up and she gives him this look of like, I know you didn't do this for bad with, with bad intent. Like it yeah. was more a defensive thing, but you need to leave. Got to get out of here, bro. Yeah. Skip town. Like, this will just get bad for you. I'm sorry it has to be this way, but you need to leave. Yeah, and then he basically skedaddles. Books it out of town. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's the A plot for this episode. The B plot, we followed- uh, Here goes the names, Here, here goes the names. Get your, get your- Here we go. Get your drinks ready, go ahead. people. All right. You've been, you've been lucky so far. You've only uh, had to take one sip. Oh, man. Here we go. So the B plot, we are introduced to Cirilla. Cirilla. Okay. Yeah, baby. So far, so good. So we're introduced to Cirilla. She's playing some sort of game with peasants, it it's looks like. It's like pickup sticks or jacks. It reminds me of jacks, It reminds actually. me a lot more of jacks. Um, yeah. I agree. Where, yeah, you toss the thing in the air and grab as many as you can off the ground. I was looking at that last night. Yeah, and they're playing for bread that she That they brought. stole. Oh, that they stole. It's like call. a yeah, street rat type thing. Right. Street um, rat? Yeah. Riff raff? I don't <laughs> I don't I don't buy that. Buy that. <laughs> um But it's it's they look like a bunch of beggar kids. Yeah. And that they stole bread and they're playing a game of jacks for who gets the most bread or who gets the first bite or the best yeah. bite or whatever it is. And they all go around and they do their thing and it comes up to her turn. And the king's guard starts riding up on him, and the kids all basically like, Cirilla took it by. Who are the worst friends you could ever ask yeah, for? Yeah, seriously. I was like, are you kidding me? Like, you, you give in like that? I think they were calling yeah. the game Jawbones. Jawbones? I think is what they that were calling it. That might have been what it was. <laughs> um, That's not a better name, though. <laughs> it's not. But yeah, they basically like toss the bread at her yeah. and take their, take their mat and go home. Um, they leave the dice. I notice they leave whatever they're playing with, the actual dice themselves or yeah. whatever they are. But they grab the mat and run off with it. And then Cirilla what? has a face of like, thanks guys. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, and the guards, you have to come with us. Like it wasn't like you're under arrest. It was just the like, you you have to come with us. At first I thought she was in trouble for stealing the bread. Yeah. That they actually like pinned that. it on her. Yeah. Um, but she also has this moment that I'll bring up now and basically be like, remember this for later. Remember the whistling bird. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Um, is that after the guards ride up and her friends run away, she gets this like look and the music gets like really loud for a second. Yeah. She looks back at a doorway to nothing. Yeah. Well, because I think it was right. Cause she was following what happened. She saw something prior to the, to the game beginning where they started moving and then she kind of looks around mm-hmm. and then she sees the King's guards come up. So I wondered what that played into, which yeah. I'm guessing it plays into later in the show. Yeah. They, they explain but, it later, but it, that's just an important moment that I was watching it last night when like, oh, oh like, yeah. yeah, okay. No, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. No, good call. Um, But yeah, Kingsguard show up and then the next scene is her in a court. Yeah. Not, not, not court like she's guilty, put her on trial. No, she's- Like court like a royal court. Yeah, like a courting, <laughs> as you put it. Um, um, I loved the relationship between the three of them, the queen, king- or kings the queen the the queen the queen the king and then Cirilla. yeah the, what's the queen's name oh here we go uh calanthe nope damn take a drink calanthi Calan- no nope, take two <laughs> drinks <laughs> calanthe calanthe hey calanthe <laughs> oh god no? no here we go yeah i thought that was great 
Uh, so Queen Calanthe. Calanthe. <laughs> we literally just went over this. That's two. It's so hard. Names are hard. Queen Use your C. own joke. <laughs> Calanthe. Calanthe. All right, fine. You're, you're going to hear that for the rest of the episode. I know. It's going to hurt me, too. Calanthe. There, there you, you go. go. You, you did it. For now. Are you happy? For now. Good. <laughs> Give it time. <laughs> so we got Queen Calanthe. God, I almost screwed it up because of how many times you have. Calanthe. The king, who I can't remember his name, but he's, I won't say unimportant, but unimportant. He's pretty much unimportant. Um, and then Cirilla. Yeah. And um, the king and Cirilla just basically are like talking back and forth while the queen's knighting people in front of her. Yes, like, and then the queen's making like shitty comments. Every time the knight like gets up and like, thank you, my queen, and walks away, she's like, if you two could have a, com- uh, what, did, what did she say? A, com- a comedum? Yeah. Something among those lines. Can you be more lines. proper, please? Yeah, basically. Yeah, basically. And because they're talking fun. about gambling games behind her while she's knighting a guy. Yeah, like, and the king's like, did you do what I t- taught you? Did you do yeah. the trick to win? Yeah. I would have if the guards hadn't shown up, right? Like, it's so funny. It was so a really funny. good scene, and it was it kind of made it really hard for when we do lose the queen, Calanthe. <laughs> just, Jamie, your face is just priceless every goddamn time it happens. Like, I can't. <laughs> explain to you how much doing jokes in front of you is just the best thing in the world because you roll your eyes and then you go fuck that's a good joke though <laughs> because i know because i do that oh with you so i know what's happening here 100 percent, 100 percent. that's how i feel um so you're like because i wish i thought of that <laughs> Calanthe. Calanthe. um so it really helps us understand the relationship and i really appreciated the way they set up the war and the battle mm-hmm. with the um, dinner or the like ball or party that happens. Well, they, so they, Cyrilla kind of talks to them about like, is it true that war might happen? Yeah. And they basically go like, nah, not a chance. With Nilf, Nilfgaard, right? Nilfgaard, yeah. Nilfgaard, yeah. And then this little young kid comes up and can Cyrilla dance? Can Cyrilla come out and play? Yeah. Right? Like, and, and of course she can and shoves oh, her forward. Sounds like a nine year old. Can Cyrilla come can out and Cirilla play? Can come out to play? Um, I have candy for her. <laughs> um, but, and invites her to a dance. The queen's like, of course she can. And Cyrilla <laughs> kind of gives this look of like, thanks ma. Like, yeah. yeah. Th- thanks G ma. Yeah. Appreciate it. Um, and immediately after the king and queen are like, we have to tell her. <laughs> Like, we are going to war. She just asked, and we lied to her face, basically. Yeah, well, they did a good job with that because uh, Cirilla. Cirilla. Yeah. Cirilla um, says she heard the ballad of what her grandma did and Mm -hmm. and what has been, you know, a song that has been sung for years about all the triumphs that have happened with her in charge. And the line that got me is the what the king says to Cirilla. Oh, mm-hmm. um, you know, she uh, Cirilla says these are beautiful ballads about your triumphs, and the king says beautiful ballads hold bastard truths, and it's like, oh yeah, they do, because, and I don't mean to bring up Game of Thrones too much in this uh, episode, but like, it's a good comparison. It, it really is a song of ice and fire. Mm-hmm. The concept <clears throat> and the reason why it's called that is because what you're watching is the truth of what happened. And each time we see more of how these stories that we saw the actual events go down, Play we out. hear a different version, you know, like a great example, uh, is, Oh my God, his name escapes me. The Joffrey King Joffrey and the battle 
that was led by Tyrion. And then when we see it reenacted, oh, Joffrey's the he this has a great, great job. King, yeah. He's amazing. It's incredible because he's writing his own story and now. Tyrion's the imp that did nothing and just got stabbed, and that yeah. was it. Nailed it. So the the concept of well, it's I mean the victor writes history. Yeah, exactly. And and the concept of saying that in this and that the king is very aware of what really happened, mm-hmm. but. We like to say these beautiful and amazing tales. I just thought that was an incredible moment. And really talked about how the queen hides things like that and how the queen is able to really say one thing and do another. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and so she lets Siri go out and and have her fun with the little boy and they dance in the ball and have a good time. Then we see the battle. And well, and but she has a great line there before. That she says that, like, we need to let the girl enjoy this night because it'll be the last peaceful one she has in a long time. Yeah. That Which is like, woo! Yeah. Like, that line by itself, you're sitting there like, damn, like, this is about to get really crazy really fast. Yeah, I agree. It, it really it really made the drama go from zero to 60. Yeah. It was like, okay, think It was a go good way because, now. like I said, Cirilla just asked, like, is it true we're going to war? And they go like, no, there's nothing to worry about. So you kind of like nonchalantly are with Cirilla in this in that she doesn't know anything, that nothing's going to happen. Yeah. And then the queen says this one line and yeah, and you're like anxiety just peaks and you're like, wait, whoa, like what happened to not being a problem? What? Like, uh, okay. Well, so what really threw me off about the entire battle sequence, which was incredible, was the way they showed people die. Mm-hmm. Like it actually like made me cringe a bit. I was like, uh, okay, okay. I, they get pretty visceral with all of this stuff. They really do, especially you just with sit the there king. and you're just like, thanks. I I didn't need to see that, but I'm not angry you did it either. Thanks. Like, oh, they got one. Yeah, I told my heart they got one. <laughs> um, but we see, and so in the battle, I mean, the king goes down. Arrow to the eye. Yeah, is how he goes down. Yeah, not a not a great way to go. Guy's a hero, poor though. guy. Like, and then, and then the queen is like, "My love, oh no!" And I was like, "Get out of there! What do you mean? <laughs> he just died to an arrow. You're next." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was shocked by how like <laughs> they set that up because I was like, "I get it. It's really emotional." But like, I would, I love a lot of people on this earth. An arrow through the eye. I'm out, dude. Like, I'm running the opposite direction. Yeah. Like, sorry, like, that's like, now. like Walking Dead, right? If one of my people got bit and was down by zombies. Sorry, but I love you to death, but I'm out. Like, yeah, I, I don't have to run fast. I just have to run faster than you. Like, yeah, it's one I, of those things. I'm sorry. I love you, but no. <laughs> You're dead. There's nothing I'm going to do that's going to make you less dead. It's yeah. just one of those things. <laughs> it really is. I, I did love everything about this battle sequence. I really just could not get, I, I really not, I could not get through parts of it because I was like, oh my God. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. There are a couple things later in the series that you just like, you just showed that. Like, you just, you, yeah. you did that on screen. Like, what are you, are you doing? Are you trying to make me look away from the show? <laughs> like, is the goal to make me stop watching? Yeah, seriously. It, it has, it's like Revenant style where yeah. you're just like, okay, that, that, that's probably the worst scene. And then it just gets worse. And then and the next worse episode, you're like, I can't. Oh, I was wrong. Um, so the queen gets hurt. We don't. I don't really see how she got injured. I don't think we arrow. see it at all. I, I, th- I think it's, it's safe to arrow. assume. I mean, her husband died to an arrow, so yeah. it's pretty safe to assume that she probably got shot while she was hovering over his body. My love! Yeah. Um, but we see also the guards uh, bust through the castle walls. Yep. And Mausak, who's kind of the, like, uh, court sorcerer. Yeah. 
And he's watching over Cirilla. An as... advisor. Yeah, yeah. Looks out a window and holds his hands out and creates like a force field over the main gate of the castle. Badass. Love every and... minute of this. Cirilla asks him, like, how long will that hold? And he goes, as long as I do, right? And that's a moment you're like, dang. Like, that's pretty good. Yeah. I I really like the character of Mouse Sack. I really feel like this episode is really good at doing a very Game of Thrones-esque move of being like, I love this character. But they don't even give us, like, an episode or two to like him. Like, they give us this one singular episode. You like that character? Not anymore. You don't. Exactly. They give you a moment for Renfrey... Uh, Calanthe and <laughs> um, Calanthe it hurts my and, soul so much. Uh, I'm sorry. I just I can't help it. It's fine. It's fine. No, it's not. I'm fine. You look, you, no, you're not. I'm fine. He's dying inside everyone. Um, and also um, uh, Renfrey, and we just get these moments that we fall in love with them, mm-hmm. and then just like. And Gone. In, in the first episode, they give us attachments yeah. and then get rid of them. And you feel like you've known the character for a while, a long time. Yeah. It, it so was really good cool. on them for that. Yeah. It really worked for me, especially, especially with Renfrey. Like, I'm mm-hmm. going to bring that up numerous times because I just can't believe I, if I was writing that character, I wouldn't have the heart to kill her. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, I'd be like, no, nah, absolutely. You, she's staying for you six imagine episodes. Imagine the actress, dude. She's like, I'm a, I got one episode. Like, this is it. Yeah. This is the one to this make This is it your count. moment. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, could not believe it's like the it uh, the assassin in the Mandalorian that was only in episode five for like a whole three minutes yes. before she died. <laughs> she was the best part of the episode. The too. whole episode. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's intriguing. Gone. I was telling somebody yesterday, like, if, oh, you haven't seen Mandalorian? Don't watch episode five. And they're like, why? And I was like, maybe season two will make it worth it. I doubt it. But maybe season two will make it worth it. But for now, it's no point. No. But the thing that was so funny about that episode was the fact of how many defenders, because they like the Mandalorian so much, I was like, let it go, man. Like, we've had bad Star Wars movies. You're good. You can you can let something go. Yeah. It's fine. You know, Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker exists. I like Last Jedi. Rise of Skywalker is, is, I, I, is so middle of the road. I like, had somebody the other day. They're like, I'm going to go see Star Wars. I was like, cool. Like, let me know what you think. And they came out and they're like, it was amazing. I was like, "I'm uh, tell me more. Like, I want to know why you think it's amazing. <laughs> tell me why. Yeah, basically. And they they kind of listed a couple reasons. And I was like, all right. And they go, what do you think about it? And I was like, no, I'm definitely not talking about this with you because you enjoy it and I'm going to let you enjoy it. And they go, no, I want to know. And then I send them like an eight page text message. Right. Of just bullet point by bullet point. To like, whoever it may concern. These are my issues. <laughs> yeah. Right. And then afterwards I get a, you're right, dot, dot, dot. And I was like, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, if you enjoyed that movie 30 minutes ago, you don't now. It's too late now to say sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um. Anyway. So back to uh, The Witcher. So the the part i really want to discuss is the young actress cirilla cirilla wait what How oh, is it? take a drink cirilla cirilla sorry i added an i cirilla it's the double l <laughs> yeah it's the double l uh cirilla is really really cool and i really appreciated um how they introduced her powers yeah. like the way they show yeah. the queen dying and then she's like no she scream and then you see Very, all the like, glass moving Charles Xavier in uh Yes. Logan. Oh my god, great call. First of all, I need to rewatch that. The movie's amazing. Because it really holds up. It hurts. So it hurts how so good, good it is. Did you ever watch It hurts? It hurts how good it is, yeah. Do you, you don't I hurt I, myself today? 
Okay. To I see actually if I do still watch feel. when something's well done or well produced, like I get a level of jealousy. Uh-huh. Like, oh that, man. That was that movie. That's I, it. I'm also jealous of myself watching that movie, weirdly yeah. enough. Because when I watched that in theaters, like I, like the things I felt watching it the first time that I don't feel the same way now. Yeah. And not like I've changed how I feel, but like it's the that moment visceral that you got gut reaction. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Like I just I was um, an emotional wreck walking out of that movie theater like ah! right like and even now like when I watch the movie I like I tear up cuz I'm like damn like they did a good job right yeah. but it's not the same. Yeah. That's why it's so good it hurts. Mm-hmm. Like I actually get physical like oh man I need Ugh. to make something better. Yeah. Like it's 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 incredible. Um the way they showed her powers, the way they set up specifically the scene when she gets captured and then she screams, and then like you see the land break, and then the just everything the falls to falls. shit. Yeah, and it's like, all right, who is this? Is yeah. she one of these eclipse babies? Because like, what's going on here? That's what went through my head. I was like, oh, she was definitely born during that eclipse. But then there was the only problem with that for me is the timeline. Is that like uh, all these Cirilla kids and age. Renfrey are not the same age? Exactly. Yeah. They're just they're but too this, far uh, apart. But this eclipse only happens every four hundred years or something. Whatever he said. So I, I don't know. Maybe she is one of those babies that was born during an eclipse. I don't know if it was that eclipse. I I, I have no idea. That's you know obviously what they dive into. And I'll refrain because I know. Yeah, you know. I know. Of course. All the things. Yeah. So I won't say anything about that. Okay. We're sitting in silence, <laughs> staring at each other. Um, yeah that was an incredible moment and i really loved the way they set that up and i also really appreciated uh the young actress and the way she was able to carry herself through those scenes and i'm obsessed with screams in movies because like eh, like ready or not has one of my favorites Uh, did you see ready or not Mm -mm. so in ready or not there's this moment um where samara weaver like just is just done with this and she is like "Ah!" and she freaks out and it is just so cathartic (laughs) like it's like yes that moment where you you remember like you sitting somewhere else and you're like i've screamed like that like i i know it really just embodies frustration in a way that you can't describe so when she screams and she's freaking out i i just you feel so much for her you feel so much of those situations and so much of what's going on i loved every minute of it um so the way this episode ends is just with her screaming and getting away and you just sit there and go like what yeah like, how did who is huh, huh? like what? <laughs> what what where where when? does she have powers why does she have powers who is she why didn't her mom have power or, um her grandmother have powers yeah and her, but her grandmother before she died she said i need to tell you a lot of things very quickly and she says you have to find Geralt Ger- of Rivia. Yeah, Geralt yeah. of Rivia. And you have to find him. He is your destiny. Yeah. Which they talk a lot in this episode about destiny. And it's what- a recurring theme in the whole season. And too, it is makes destiny. sense. I mean, come on. This is a fantasy world. Destiny. Prophecy. Like Destinies. That's, yeah. that's, that has to be in there. Come on. The Deus Ex, mo- Deus Ex Machina of, of this series and yeah. all fantasy series is destiny, really. Absolutely. And that, I will say the, the one thing that I, I hated about Game of Thrones is when they had like two prophecies, I was like, one of them's gonna come true, the other one's gonna fall. They started setting up like 
eight or nine, and you're like, they're trying to confuse you so that the kid in the wheelchair can come to power. <laughs> well, seriously, there's a moment like, and I think it's season three where they say something. And I go, this is like the fifth one. You're not going to be able Stop. to let all these <laughs> pay off. There's just no way. Yeah. But when you have something like this, a simple thing like her destiny is to find Geralt and she will live her life and begin understanding what she really embodies when she finds him. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's easy. The minute like, she everything finds will him, make sense. Yeah, can when fall she everything him. else into place. Yeah. But when you're like, you know, the prophecy is that the brother will, you know, will hold me while I die. I'm like, okay, you know, no, like I don't <laughs> chill out. Yeah, exactly. The kid in the wheelchair is coming up here. He'll <laughs> tell us what's really going on. Yeah. The kid in the, the, the kid in the wheelchair. The fact that he is going to be known as that and not even by his name. <laughs> Is so sad. The kid in the wheelchair. <laughs> Imagine what that does to every other kid in wheelchairs. Like the optimism that it gave them. Yeah, exactly. And That's... then it destroyed because everyone no, hates him. No, everybody doesn't hate him. They just don't understand why he was the guy that got to rule the Iron Throne. Or I, what's left of it. I told you my favorite part of one of the reviews I was watching for it. <laughs> for Game of Thrones. Was the... Uh, they say that I've noticed in this world... That people love stories. And who has a better story than Bran the Broken? And then the girl's like, everyone <laughs> on the council, everyone oh in this my God. image has a better story. And it's like, I fell out a window, went north, came back, <laughs> and now I'm the guy who's going to sit on the Iron Throne. <laughs> it's just, it's, That's my story. And it was I'm a brilliant to line. I, I, I loved that. I love that review. It was so good. Anyway, so. We get the last shot, which is hearing uh, Queen Calanthe's voice as... Remember the whistling birds. Yeah, it really was a whistling <laughs> birds moment. As uh, Cirilla is running off into the woods and uh, you hear Queen Calanthe. Calanthe! <laughs> His face every time. Every time. It's the same face. <laughs> this Calanthe. Calanthe. Which is my head beating against this microphone. But. Um, and her say, go find Geralt of Rivia. He is your destiny. I loved it. I love the way it ended. I love the cliffhanger that it left us on. Um, so overall, man, that, that was really... What I wanted from The Witcher was high fantasy. Obviously, bits of Game of Thrones thrown in there. Mm-hmm. But it still felt like its own thing. I didn't want it to be... Game of Thrones 2.0. I, di- I didn't want that. Yeah. I wanted it to feel different. But I did want the same atmosphere, I guess you'd say. And I feel like they really stuck the landing there. Absolutely. I completely you? agree. The, this first episode did a perfect job of introducing us to characters, their motivations, what other people think of them, mm-hmm. and giving us intrigue into further episodes. Yeah. Of Now we know that Geralt, who's a character we know and relatively love already, and Cirilla, who's a character we know have they will meet, or that is the goal, is that Cirilla's going to find Geralt of Rivia. Yeah. I, I really am excited to see how this season pans out. Um I I really love the fact that you have watched all of them because I really feel like it, it you can like set up things for mm-hmm. us. You can be like, well, pretty soon like i said with the what watch remember this moment of like she looks back at something like that's that's something later yeah um yeah man Uh, overall i thought it was a a brilliant way to start the season i can't wait to see what they do um with the rest of the season but i cannot wait to talk about episode two 
I, I really can't because episode two was was so good and so it's so up. it's so good. Yeah, it's it's brilliant. All right, guys, thank you for listening. Uh, make sure to comment, make sure to like, make sure to do all those little things. Make sure to subscribe. You know, get more of these fine episodes of me mispronouncing names. Get your and buddies drinking together. Games, man. Drink it's heavily. Called binging with friends for a reason. Exactly. You know, it's just you yeah. Binge drink. That's exactly. that's the entire purpose of I the whole thing. I agree 100 with that. <laughs> I really feel like if this does take off, we could absolutely do a drinking game. Oh, absolutely. And it's just the, just like all the times I screw up names. Yeah, it's going that's to happen. Going to be like the main There's thing. There's going to be more shows in that a year. I we'll get like a cut yep. together of you just like how many a counter of how many times you screwed up Gerald, somebody's Gerald, name. Gerald, 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 <laughs> Gerald, Gerald, like just back and forth. <laughs> This goes on for 35 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and it was only eight episodes. Yeah. Like <laughs> That's that uh yeah, that's going to happen. It's absolutely. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. All right guys, thank you very much for listening. Binge carefully my friends.